WMAY Abraham Lincoln Capital Airport Studios. It's Ray Lytle. It's Wednesday. Now it's time for Greg Bishop and the Council Round. Well, it was a uh, nearly two-hour meeting last night. Good Lord. But most of it was... uh, Not most of it. About half of it was uh, executive session. So let's get right into it. All right. So uh, last night, the uh, Committee of the Whole meets, and you had uh, Alderwoman Doris Turner as the chair. Mm -hmm. Chair Turner. Chair Turner. She is ready to... um, Get the first report of the evening because there were a couple of reports, but here is the treasurer's report, Misty Bisher. Uh, the corporate fund in the month of September had a beginning balance of $11,619,459. We had total receipts of $16,820,824. We had total disbursements in the month of September of $18,393,514, which left us with an ending balance in the corporate fund of $10,046,769. And Turner, the reason that we had so much in receipts and disbursements were the pension funds coming in from the county for property taxes, and then they were dispersed to the pension funds. And that concludes my report. So they got a bunch of money for property taxes. Yay! And they put it right to pensions. We'll hear a little bit more about that a little bit later on. Um, and just how dire of a situation this uh, this issue of the pension costs seeding up the property taxes are. Uh, so stay tuned for that. Uh, right now, though, let's um, get another presentation in front of us. An individual that uh, is a journeyman uh, with CWLP, uh, active military personnel, uh, Trevor Daly. He uh, nominated Jeff Doherty with regards to the Patriot Award, and it's for his support of uh, our military personnel. So this is an interesting um, dilemma that a lot of employers get into. Mm-hmm. Some of their employees are members of the Guard. And sometimes those members of the guard they get called out to service and they have to go overseas. Oh. So what do you do in that situation as an you employer? Fire them. No. No. There are employers that, um, including the city of Springfield, that do not do that. No, you hold the job when they get back. Right? Let's hear from this uh, Patriot uh, presentation here. Right. Uh, my name is Randy Eastman. I'm the area chair for the Hi, Illinois Randy. ESGR, which is the employer support for Guard and Reserve members. Okay. I'm here in that role tonight to present Jeff Dordery with the Patriotic Employer Support Award. Nice. Jeff is uh, not only the um, supervisor of one, but he's got two, three uh, Guard and Reserve members that work for him. So he's really doing a lot of extra duty uh, in order to make that work when we have folks deployed. So Chief Daly today is currently deployed in Afghanistan. Um, He'll be back sometime next year, but uh, they're picking up the slack and making it work. And you got Sergeant Drennan here to stand in for Chief Daly. And then Lieutenant Colonel uh, Lauren Easter with the ESGR as well. That's pretty cool. So thank you very much. Thank you. Awesome. Very cool stuff. Uh, Jeff was there to accept this this recognition and to talk about the importance of um, having solid employees and also uh, having a, a solid employer there to support. But it's not just about the employees and the employers. It's also about the families. The city of Springfield's a, a good employer, a good supporter for the service. I've had many family members serve in the uh, armed forces. So it's one less worry they have when they're uh, gone, that they get their pay, that they you know, know that they're coming back to their job. So Thumbs up. All right, so uh, always good to hear these types of presentations in front of the uh, full city council there, uh, even if it's just they the get paid. The whole. Do they get paid when they're deployed? 
you know, I'm not sure of the specific um, I know most, employment I know contracts. Most, most places they guarantee the that you yeah. have the job when you come to back. Come back to because right. it's not your fault. You're gone. Right. I mean, they get paid while they're gone, and they get paid, um, you know, by the, the military. The, the United States government pays them. With, right. Right. Yeah. right. So, um, but I think that there's different agreements with all kinds of different employers that um, have these uh, policies in place. Uh, moving on, another report in front of the city council. Here's the mayor. We'd like to call up uh, Todd Williams. Todd is with uh, Scott Madden. They're actually helping us with the uh, decommissioning process. So let's hear about this. Would he de- hijack a, 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 a Chair Turner's meeting or something? I'm hearing more mayor than, than Chair Turner. <laughs> um, yeah, the mayor, he's he's there at uh, even the committee holds, though he does not have to be there. Yeah. Uh, so let's hear about this, uh, this decommissioning contractor who's coming right. to look at CWLP and see which smokestacks are going to be turned off. Uh-huh. Uh, here is Todd Williams. So the goal is to have a very specific plan that highlights all the activities from the people side to the financial side to the operational side, um, basically an entire encompassing plan uh, that then can be monitored and tracked. A lot of questions coming from Alderman Ralph Hanauer uh, about this contract that they didn't vote on. It was underneath the limits of uh, you know the threshold to, to approve contracts. Uh, but Alderman Hanauer had some pretty pointed questions. We, we need to get a like an RFP or something to, for the decommissioning so we know what, what it's going to cost us before we can even think about going forward with the IRP. And with the, uh, the the plan to decommission uh, those units. So uh, more from Hanauer. we got a ways to go. We don't have a staffing plan. We haven't been presented that. Well, we, we don't have a plan for... Uh, we haven't had an RFP to go out for the lowest reliable energy. All right. So, you know, how are we going to replace the energy if we turn off a couple of stacks, right? Some important questions need to be considered. Well, yeah. More from Alderman Hanauer. You right in there? Yeah, I'm fine. <laughs> I don't, what I don't want to see happen is I don't want to see it come to us at the last minute and, and us ex- be expected to vote on something that we don't have data for. And just because TEA, which... As everybody knows, I still say TEA was conflicted on this whole deal. Um, I I don't want to get caught where where we're forced to make a decision because of a timing issue. Yeah, uh, which seems to happen sometimes at city council, right? Stuff pops up out of nowhere, and they're like, yeah, "You have to have vote to on this like five million dollar contract, yeah. or else." Um, so, you know, Alderman Hanauer is doing his due diligence to make sure that everything's above board, and well, they have I, all the information. You know, one in front of the of big them. things that people say is is. Uh, they're like, oh, they held that off on purpose so that they would be put in that situation. Mm. So I, I think yeah. it's, you know. Well, and we'll see what happens with this because, I mean, there's just more questions. I haven't seen a, a contract or anything, so can you just give us an idea of what your scope of work is as it relates to some of the things that Ottoman Hanauer specifically Certainly. mentioned? So, so the scope of this particular piece of work is really just a high-level plan. So we're not going to get necessarily a bunch of specifics. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, you know, and another see, report. The concern is, like I say, they always wait till the last second to do stuff like this. Yeah. So it, it ties the hands and, well, and more, it forces the, the council to make a decision that maybe they want them to make. Yeah, more from Todd Williams. Um, we have not been asked to look at financials specifically. We are touching on the staffing plan, but it's essentially a high level plan to outline all of the things that have to happen to support decommissioning. So, not necessarily specifics, but bullet points. But you're going in to support decommissioning, right? So it's not—it's not like well, like maybe the, the the 
they've already made up their mind. They're going to yeah. turn one off at least, or two, maybe three. Mm-hmm. Who knows? Who knows? Yeah, and I'm saying that nobody knows. When, yet. when you go in with that being the goal, it's sort of <laughs> right. it, maybe you get well, in there look we, and you go, "Oh, things are okay." Well, we don't have to turn off anything, but well, that's not. And, but even we've an already option. had. But we've already had a report from, I believe it was the Energy Association or the Energy Authority or whatever that TEA is uh, that did that. That said, you know, hey, you're gonna. It's not economically feasible to have all of all these right. and it costs more to run three of them than it costs one run of them. Oh, I agree. You can buy more power off the market and so forth. So, so I mean, they've already had that determination, but they still have yet to pinpoint exactly, you know, which ones are going to be turned off. Yeah. And then they're going to have this high level plan in front of them. Uh, here's more uh, questions and, and responses. When did you begin your work and when did you expect it to conclude? Uh, we had initial meetings about two weeks ago. And when to conclude? We, we expect it to be our primary, this, this, this focus of work would essentially be finished in about two to three weeks. So we'll have this high-level plan in about two to three weeks, hmm. according to the contractor. Here's uh, Alderman Hanauer. Um, decommissioning plans might no, not wait, be no, applicable. more from the contractor. Um, decommissioning plans might not be applicable here. Um, so it needs to be tailored specifically to CWLP. So that's what we're working here this week. And All right, so a unique plan just for CWLP. Um, here's Hanauer. So will there be RFPs going out for, for like, a company to come in and decommission the plants, or is that, is that the plan, or are we going to have our own staff do it? Or and It's kind of a mixed bag there. There are companies that, that will come in and decommission your units. Um, you could do a lot of the work yourselves as well. Well, Greg and I'll do it. Just give, <laughs> give us a million dollars. Well, we've got employees already at CWLP that uh, you know work with the, the stuff there on the regs. They would probably know m- more. Yeah. Uh, Alderman Redpath, got some questions. Does your company have any affiliations with anybody connected to the utility or any question. contractors of, uh, affiliated with the utility? No, sir. We do not. Well, you think that would have been asked before they hired them, right? Yeah. I, uh, I also would have asked, do you have any affiliations with uh, uh, alternative energy providers like wind companies oh, or yeah. solar companies oh, or question, natural yeah. gas companies, for instance? Uh, that was not specifically asked. Uh, more from Red Path. Packages for employees as they uh, depart. How do, you, how do you determine that if we haven't determined what plants are exactly <laughs> going to be shut down? Right. So we we would not necessarily do that um, particular work. That's going to come later, I guess. They'll, they'll determine what to do with so everybody saying, that works there. Oh, we won't be the ones firing anyone. <laughs> Who's going to fire all those people? Ah, more from the contractor. Basic things to decommission a plant um, still need to be done regardless if it's two, if it's one, two, or three units. Um, you still have to go through the same steps regardless. But I thought that it was going to be a unique plan. But either way. Yeah. Right. Um, so there we go. We got a... Uh, so like you're following a checklist that you've used in other places. <laughs> this is me. Yeah, no, well... <laughs> right. Um, sound very unique. We'll have a... Um, we'll have a better understanding of what this report's going to contain uh, in a couple of weeks. And surely there'll be another um, uh, conversation about it in the uh, the Committee of the Whole or in the City Council. We'll have some kind of presentation. So Absolutely. Looking forward to that one. And don't call me Shirley. Uh, coming back, uh, we will uh, hear about um, alleyways getting paved. Oh, Ooh, big, my uh, favorite type of alleyways. A uh, big, big concern of uh, Alderwoman dissent. So uh, also we'll hear about pensions and uh, and more, so stay tuned. And, and a little bit of a, a mess up by the, uh, the city clerk, which uh, inflated the cost of one ordinance. So stay tuned for that. It's on the way. Oh, I can't wait. Something got less good. All right, we will uh, we will get into that coming up on the council roundup.
720. All right, you know what, it's time for let's get back to the council roundup. So last night we had a slew of reports, really. Uh, <laughs> one of them uh, was about uh, the decommissioning of the plant. We just heard that. Um, looking at, well, are we decommissioning one smokestack, two, three? We just do one and a half, maybe? We don't know. Uh, but we also got an update on the financials of CWLP. You know, that organization city has that operates the utilities. Mm-hmm. Uh, so here's Doug Brown talking about uh, just exactly where this city's money is at when it comes to the electric fund. Um, so this is our second quarter uh, report. Uh, 74 days of cash on hand. The way we calculate Moody's, we have 99 days of cash on hand. All right, so that's the electric fund. What about, um, you know, revenue versus expenditures? Electric revenues um, are basically kind of even. Uh, wholesale revenues are down, and that you can really see that uh, if you really look at the gas, natural gas markets and the way they affect mm-hmm. the electric markets. So we're not selling as much because there's other sources out there like natural gas, for instance. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's, um, you know, a little bit cheaper maybe, and the people don't come to city city water light and power for that necessarily uh what about the water fund the water fund historically has always been much better funded than uh, cwlp's electric division so for water our cash position uh seven million uh we have basically 110 days on cash all right uh, and then moody's is actually 100 okay mm-hmm. what about um all right. revenue and expenditures water revenues and uh expenses um are doing well okay all right. <laughs> and he's just flashing take, slides take on a yeah right he's flashing si- slides of a, a powerpoint right. he's not like necessarily going into the specifics uh previously you know the, the other uh directors when they'd give their reports they i remember they would spend 30 minutes on one slide going through number by number uh so i don't know if i i appreciate this or if i do appreciate this for you know brevity's sake right I, I like I like the the simple, you know, just the simple layout there, like what he does here with labor costs. Labor costs on both the water fund and electric fund are under, under budget right now. All right. That's all you need to know. All right. <laughs> it's under budget. Sweet. Uh, all right. So we got that report. And now it's time for uh, ordinances up for council consideration. They started going through them one by one. That's what the committee of the whole does. And they determine if it's going to go on consent or on debate. Uh, so here's an ordinance that uh, Clerk Frank Lesko uh, started reading, and I think got a little slipped up here. 19448, an ordinance authorizing a supplemental appropriation in an amount of one million three hundred forty-seven thousand for the Springfield Fire Department. All right, supplemental. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, my goodness. The chief was, the chief was shaking his head yes. Of course he was. <laughs> Uh, it was going to be a supplemental for a million Good plus. Lord. <laughs> That's quite a windfall, uh, but it was actually, how much was it? Motion at a second for consent on $1,347. All right, so we're clear. All right, everybody's good. Good Lord. All right, it wasn't for a million, it was for a thousand. All right, so uh, coming back, we will get into um, uh, another issue dealing with the fire department and uh, different types of. Uh, uh, fire service districts that we service from Springfield uh-huh. and the contracts to provide those services. Uh, this is different than the um, 
you know, responding to vehicle accidents, right. a measure that was passed a couple of weeks ago. Uh, this deals with, you know, responding to house calls for places like Curran, for instance. Uh, we'll also get into a little discussion about property taxes and more. So stay tuned. It's on the way here with the Council Roundup. All right. We'll take a break right now get you some news. Uh, Culver's has pumpkin spice and everything nice. Culver's, Weston Wabash. Here's Greg with news. <laughs> And the council round. I thought this was so simple. <laughs> this is Alderman. Wait, well, no, that's not uh, the, that's what, the wrong one. I thought that was that sounded like a park district employee. Yeah. Wait a second. Where? Oh, there it is. Good morning, Ward Six Alderwoman Kristen Desenso, oh, and you're hi, listening Kristen. to the council roundup. Yeah. Hey, Kristen. What's up, girl? I accidentally hit uh, on the button here. It just said KRS. Oh, and you thought it was... Uh... Yeah, I thought it was uh, Kristen Sensen. Uh, so, yeah, I had, had to remove that one. Okay, so back hey, to the girl. council roundup last night. Committee What's of the up? Whole. Hey, guy, What's going on? What's going on, guys? Uh, let's now hear about um, a measure up for consideration that deals mm-hmm. with pensions and property taxes. Mm-hmm. And- authorizing execution of contracts for fire protection services with current Southside, Woodside, South Oak Knolls, South Lawn, Eastside, Lake Springfield, Northside, and Western Fire Protection Districts. Oh, my God. So that's like uh, a bunch of fire protection districts. Uh, oh. The city is going to get contracts with, of course, to, they'll be paid for it uh, to provide services. But, I mean, you know, all of this deals with costs and how much it costs not just the fire department, but also taxpayers in Springfield, because taxpayers in Springfield are also paying for uh, pensions. We'll touch on the pension aspect here in a moment, but let's talk more about uh, these contracts with the fire protection districts. All Alderman right. McMiniman uh, driving home a, an important question about um, well, the per capita costs. Sure, yeah. So if you were to take the whole population of the entire area, Springfield, plus these, uh, how many districts do we have in this ordinance? Nine. Nine. Nine! And then... You divide the, Number nine. the total cost of fire services <laughs> for a, a single budget year by that population. You come up with a per capita amount per each individual in the in the total area. So he's looking for that per capita cost. He wants to know mm-hmm. how much it costs per capita to provide these types of services, not just for huh. Springfield residents, but also for places like, you know, Leland Grove, for instance. To figure out what to charge them or what's the end game? Well, I just think about overall costs, and are we uh, recouping how much it actually costs uh, to provide these services? Are we recouping that from these fire protection districts? Uh, The mayor jumps in to talk a bit about a a meeting he had with some state officials. I did have a meeting with uh, Governor Pritzker on Friday and then also local legislators about the pension reform, and that's one of the items uh, we brought up is what it costs us to coverage uh, outside areas. And so that's what uh, I don't think that formula has been changed in quite some time. So we want them to take a look at that so we can recoup our true costs of providing that service to those areas. Yeah, there's a lot of uh, juxtaposition here uh, between different types of policies. Uh, Alderman Redpath jumping in with some questions. Uh, I mean, we got to try to recover our costs, but we got to make also maintain a, a neighborly effective right. use of our fire service yeah. to help. Uh, and some of it is district specific. Uh, fire chief. Current, for example, I mean, there's Hi, Alan. 100 calls a year, maybe. Yeah, I mean, it's like, what are we going right to do? We're not just going to let the town burn. Right. When you break that down per call cost, they're probably um, 
they're probably up there. Yeah. Hmm. <sighs> I don't get it. Moving on to um, Alderman Hanauer, number nine. Number nine? It's number nine. I'm trying to get to the part where they say number nine, but I can't find it. I thought it was at the beginning. Maybe not. Uh, here's Alderman Hanauer. Uh, my concern with Leland Grove is, um, I've talked to some firefighters, that uh, they're concerned about the speed bumps. <laughs> you know those Leland Grove speed bumps? They're afraid they're going to get tickets on the way to the fire. That's a problem. They're afraid Leland Grove will pull them over and give them tickets. Uh, I don't think that's a concern. I've heard that they can tear up our trucks. Right. Absolutely. If they're speed humps. <laughs> whatever they are. They <laughs> my humps. My, she's not wrong. By the way, uh, I hate those things. I hate Leland Grove. <laughs> I hate those speed humps. I got to drive through it all the time. I hate it. Here's an hour. You know, they're rushing to a, a call. Uh, that's the last thing we need is one of our million-dollar fire trucks to... <laughs> get damaged because of, of these so <laughs> Can't you bad you've seen those videos of like cars uh not slowing down or using a roundabout and yeah. like launching over oh, it oh yeah <laughs> i'd love to see a fire truck do that good yeah they're trying to get as fast as they can yeah to help to by the way to help one of these homes on fire in yeah. leland grove a and bunch of people flipping speed hump. wealthy people who just didn't want to pay taxes they incorporate their little area and then still don't give any money. Uh, don't mm. get me started. Mm. But then we go to help protect their house. Got speed humps. So our 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 fire engines are going fast down the road. All of a sudden mm. they hit it. They go airborne. Yeah. End up destroying the truck. Well, and Grove doesn't pay anything. And it's not just about the um the truck. The fire chief makes a good point. It's bad because it does tear up our apparatus. And I think Public Works would say the same thing about their. Uh, maybe not in Leland Grove in this case because they're not going through their plowing snow, but they have the same issues. But and it also slows us down. Yeah, it slows us down and it tears up our apparatus. So, oh, those things combined. Um, so it, will that be addressed in these? I don't know. Uh, what, is, what is Leland Grove going to do? They're going to go through Nothing. and uh, they shave won't do those down because they they are shameless. Oh, Ray, come on. All they care about is very self. Oh, stop it. Uh, here is. <laughs> I care about their precious golf courses. No, come on. And themselves. Yeah. They, they do their thing. <laughs> and they're going to be paying for fire services. Yeah. Uh, we got a triple charge. They're not, they're not getting, you know, they're not getting it for free. They got some high rent. That's a, that's a good houses out there, Leland. Well, yeah. All right. Next up. Resolution eliminating real property taxes to be levied to partially funded fund the statutory contribution of the police and fire pension funds. Uh, key word in there that I think might be incorrect. To partially fund yeah, pensions. Partially. What meaning what? Well, I, well, actually, maybe you know what? Let's listen to that. Again. Okay, maybe he is correct because all the property taxes are going to be eaten up to go to pensions to pay for partially what the pensions are. What, what, uh, partially of what we have. Solution eliminating real property taxes to be levied to partially funded fund yeah. the statutory contribution of the police and fire pension funds. All right, so uh, all the property taxes not going to pay all the pension funds. That we but I mean, we, we set we set numbers. Oof. I know they're not yeah. going to pay the whole pension, but we set numbers like on this yeah, by, law. by this date we pay this much by mm -hmm. this date. So is he talking about we're just partially going to fund that? Or yes. Yes. Oh so God. all the property tax. So we're not going to pay the projected stuff. All the city's share of property taxes is going to go pay for pensions. Here's Alderman Redpath. Is this just the distribution of these funds? There's no increase or anything like that tied to this? Yeah. Uh, here's a city official in the background. This is the resolution setting in motion the actual levy that will be discussed in December. 
So it's just the resolution saying, oh, we're going to have this levy for uh, property taxes to partially pay for pensions. Uh, here's Alderman McMiniman. This is kind of, uh, you know, his his go-to point and has been for how many years he's been in there. A couple of weeks ago, we received the police and fire pension uh, actuarial board recommended uh, required contributions from employers and those amounts totaled 29.5 million, as I recall. So what we have here is that our real estate taxes coming into the city will be short $5 million. Well, you know, I've always, so, I've always stood with Joe on this issue. and <laughs> Right. Uh, so in other words, the property taxes that are coming in, right. what we heard from uh, Treasurer Busher at the beginning, right. right? You know, we got a bunch of property taxes coming in. All of that is going to pay for 100%, pensions. 100% of that money will be going to be put into paid pay. And there's not enough to fully pay the pension fund with all of those and property tax dollars. this is just dollars. what we have scheduled to pay. Yeah, here's McMiniman. In other words, the real estate taxes don't meet what we need for police and fire, and we'll have to draw from other funds a, uh, a $5 million amount. Is where we're at right now. Now there was a dispute about if is it five million or is it one point three million. It's, the point is, it's still not enough. It's the, all the share of property taxes that the city gets. All right, we're not talking about the the portion of the property taxes that goes to schools. We're not talking about the portion of the property tax that might go to townships. We're talking about all the share of the city's property tax. One hundred percent is going to pay for pensions, and it's still not enough. All right, uh, let's get into some unfinished business last night. And uh, it's always good when aldermen can just you know, let their hair down just a little bit and have some fun. We even hear a gavel bust out here. Oh, I like that. Is, I, I'm sorry, Mayor. Can you say that a little? There's also compliments on the alley work. Oh, that's interesting. <laughs> it's going to be an interesting budget session this year, Mayor. Oh, ho, ho, ho. you know, <laughs> I remember actually perfectly what the gentleman said. I'd like to thank, you know, Alderman Kristen for... For her help, uh, you know, we've been wanting this alley paved, and she got the alley paved. That's great, Alderman. <laughs> now we got people that now we got people that don't have sidewalks and don't have alleys. Is not getting. The I grew up in the city. I never had sidewalks. Well. I so had we'll just hold you to that, Mayor. No. Let's get into it. Let's get it on. Your Alderman at work for you. Man, we'll get into it. Let's get it on. Uh, and finally. What do we got here? They got a random clip close to the... Oh, yeah, they went into executive session. What was the executive session about? Here's the Corporation Council Zirkle. Motion to adjourn for executive session. And, and the purpose is for con to discuss the status of contract negotiations. All right. Hmm. And they went into executive session for like 40 minutes. And then they uh, they adjourned. That's your council roundup from last night's committee as a whole. All right, your council roundup here on the Ray Lytle Morning Show. Culver's has pumpkin spice and everything nice. It's Culver's West on Wabash. Springfield's 10-minute